Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another fun-filled, cotton-candy-coated episode of The Average Joe Show, episode number 49. Of course, you can find us at AverageJoeShow.com. Our email is talk at AverageJoeShow.com. And, of course, Twitter at AverageJoeShow, all one word. I'm Corey Shrett, and of course, joining me again this week is my partner, my friend over there in lovely Pittsburgh, PA, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on over there? Not much. It, it's been kind of crappy all day and rainy and the. So uh hope they're, they're saying it's going to clear up, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's actually been considerably cool over here. We never really did get summer, you know. I mean, we never really had a hot summer, per se. We had a few warm days there, but... Yeah, that's all global warming. Yeah, <laughs> global warming, global cooling, whatever the hell they want to call it. But uh, yeah, it's actually chilly here. It's in the mid-50s right now here, so it's kind of nice. It just feels like the air is on, and I don't want to turn the heat on yet because I'm still waiting for those few hot days to sneak up on us. Yeah, there's there has to be like an Indian summer you know, sometime in the early part of October, and then that'll be that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it is October 2nd right now as we record this show, and... Uh, it's still too early for me to be thinking about turning the heat on, and uh, I'll give it. A, I'll give it at least another two or three weeks if uh, if the temperature slowly keeps going down. Okay, then then we'll think about it. Till then, I'm gonna be sticking with a nice, cool, you know, temperatures in the house, and I'll just be wearing you know heavier clothing. Well, that's the downside to living in the in the Great White North <laughs> where we are, because it just gets so stinking. You know, it, it's it, it's so funny because here. Uh, and, and I'm sure New Jersey's the same because we're about on the same latitude level. Is it goes like from 80 degrees, you know, there's absolutely no fall. The other night it was 38 degrees. It, I mean, it was it went from 80 to 38. I know. I mean, uh, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Though it's uh, these strange days. It almost reminds me of when I lived in the desert, which uh, it would be like that. Be like 100 in the daytime. It'd be like 40 at night, and you're like, you know. You get like a 60-degree temperature change, and you're like, holy shit, I'm freezing my ass off now. What the hell's going on here? That's just – I mean it's not as extreme, but it, it's the same thing. You know, you know, you're wearing shorts in the daytime, and at nighttime you're wearing long johns and you know, sweatpants, and you're under a blanket somewhere. That, that's just not right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, before we start the show, I want to say that our uh, our guest host this week was supposed to be Tyler Hurst of uh, TD Hurst, H-U-R-S-T. Dot com. I got an email from him a little while ago before we started the show. He's somehow somewhere stuck in traffic in Phoenix, AZ. So hopefully he can come on the show a little bit later with us if he gets home in time. Uh, if not, we're going to go on with his stories. And uh, me and Ward, speaking of stories, me and Ward were talking a little bit before the show here about uh, something about the Olympics, actually. Yeah. Uh, a president, uh, a presidently, apparently, President Obama flew to Copenhagen to try and sway the Olympic committee to put the, uh, what is it? The 2016 games. Yeah. The 2016 Olympic games in, uh, Chicago. And this cost the taxpayers $1.2 million for him to go. He, he's the only pr- president ever to go and try and lobby the Olympic committee. And it was so, you know, it was so ridiculous that they lost in the first round. Apparently, they do this thing in rounds as to when they do this decision. And in the first round, Chicago was eliminated. So, I, you know what I think it is, though? More, the more I think about it, there was actually, actually nobody in Denmark for him to apologize to. You know, we, we haven't offended anybody in Copenhagen. So they were all like, why are you here? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this this, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, if don't we have committee? I don't know. I don't. You know, you're talking about the rounds thing. I've heard of the rounds eliminations for cities to get Olympics, but don't we have like a, an Olympic committee in the U.S. Yeah. that does this stuff? Yeah, exactly. No other government sent their president 
to lobby for. You didn't see the 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 president of uh, Japan or the emperor or whatever the hell he is. Right. He didn't show up for that. Uh, you know, the only president that shows up is ours, making us look like idiots. And then on top of that, to to either to even be a bigger slap in the face, they rejected it. You know, this guy's losing credence, not only in the United States. The people that voted for him are going, what in the hell did I do? But now you've got people in other countries that are going, what the hell's wrong with you? The, the only people that are, that are in favor of him are the dictators. Hugo Chavez loves him. I think he wants to hand job him every chance he gets. You know, the, when he did a speech at the U.N., he was, oh, Obama's the greatest. That should tell you something. When you got the foremost socialist in the world agreeing that your president's a great guy, you might have some issues. I th- I really think that Obama has has mental issues. He, I think he's got an ego trip. He thinks he's probably you know God's gift to the United States because oh, he has a God complex without a doubt. I mean, seriously, who in their fucking right mind would say I'm the leader of one of the largest nations in the world? I'm going to try to get us the Olympics personally. What the fuck is that about? Oh, dude, you, uh, how about the, the president of the United States that bows to a Saudi prince? I mean, we could go on and on with all the stuff that he does today. Right. You know, we the president, no United States citizen bows to anybody. No, much less the president of the United States. No, that just that just no, that's just that's just wrong. On so many levels. But <laughs> I look at this, you know, George W. Bush looked like a, a hell of a lot better president than Obama is turning out to be. Yeah, and everybody said how bad Bush was. At least Bush didn't go and, and apologize for us being the United, the best country on the planet. You know, which is what this jackass does. He goes to, you know, he goes to France and tells them how bad we are and how how sorry he is that that we have this attitude that we're the the baddest things on the planet because we are. Yeah. You if know, it wasn't for us, they'd be speaking German. Exactly. Exactly. You're right about that. You know. And uh, I, I don't know. You, you know who I feel sorry for is the next person that becomes president because they're going to have to clean this shit up. Oh, yeah. You know, people are like, oh, Obama's got to clean up all of Bush's mistakes. <laughs> Bush's mistakes aren't half as bad as what Obama's doing to this country. Well, no, what, what he's run the deficit up to in his first 100 days is more than Bush did in his entire two terms as president. Right. Bush in eight years did not run up the deficit that Obama did in a hundred days. I want everybody out there to think about that. Do a little math. The the deficit from when Bush started to when Bush left is not as great as when Obama took office in a hundred plus a hundred days. I mean, it's, it's, it's just shocking. And it, and it, the, the shocking thing is nobody's talking about it. Nobody, you, you don't see this in, in the mainstream media at all. And it's like, oh, it's just that them red, you know, Republicans and this is Republican FUD and blah, 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 blah. And it's really not. It, 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 you don't have to be a Republican to go, this prick spending all my money. It, a, a Democrat can look and say, this guy wants is going to want me to pay a hell of a lot more in taxes, you know, during, during his run for president. He's not. Oh, he's only going to raise taxes on the rich. Well, guess what? Apparently, every one of us is rich now because he's going to raise everybody's taxes. Everybody that works is going to be pay, paying a hell of a lot more money because we got to, number one, pay off the $1.2 million he just spent to go to Copenhagen. Not to include any of his other socialist programs he has going on. You know, the, the fact that him and his wife want date night, so they're going to you know, charged the the taxpayers a quarter million dollars, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, for them to go on date night to New York City. That's bullshit. Oh yeah, I mean that yeah. th- that flyover that they had in, in New York, where they had Air Force One doing a, a low level flyby on New York City. Right. That panicked everybody, and they're like, oh, you know, blah 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 blah. That was three hundred thousand. Yeah, and, and and you could buy Photoshop for what seven hundred bucks at top, top oh, end, and but, do the same thing. Oh, with the cheap programs, you could do it. You don't need to go and pay all that money for Photoshop. You can get GIMP, which is totally free. Take a picture of Air Force One, and I can have it flying out of your ear. That's a, this guy just loves to spend our taxpayers' money. 
on stupid shit. But you know what? The only place you're going to hear about it is us bitching about it on the net, and and you're going to hear it on Fox News because the mainstream media is in bed with this guy. Oh, I know. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's really it's it's really ridiculous. You know what's funny is. When you become president of the United States, you put your hand on the goddamn Lincoln Bible and the pledge oath to this country. I don't believe trying to get the Olympics in Chicago in 2016 is serving that purpose. He, he, he basically took kind of the same – you were in the military, right? Yes. And, and part of the oath of joining the military is I will defend the Constitution of the United States against all – enemies foreign and domestic mm-hmm. the person that looks like they're kicking the shit out of our constitution is our president yep just yeah. saying it, it's it's ridiculous all right enough with this week in politics here it, that, you know what though i saw a bit of this story and ward mentioned it earlier it's like oh, we got to talk about this shit i mean it's yeah just, well it was just announced today and i had already had all my stuff submitted <laughs> Because uh, we sub- just so everybody out there knows, we submit our stories during the week. Thursday night, Corey packages them up and and you know does all the show notes and the, all the prep work, and so then we come on and everything's done. Well, they didn't announce this till this morning. Show notes were already out, so we had to add it. Oh, definitely had to add it. It's it's <laughs> it you know it, at the rate he's going, he's not going to make it to a second term. Oh, I I hope not. I don't think I don't think he's going to be elected. I'd, I'd like to see him get impeached. Yeah, I would too. But unfortunately, from you know, from the Clinton fiasco, I didn't. I thought when you got impeached, you got kicked out of office. Apparently, you don't. No. See, yeah. I thought it was hand in hand. I thought when you got impeached, it was here's the door. Have a nice day. Well, the the thing is, Clinton committed a crime. I yeah. mean, he per, he perjured himself to Congress. That's pretty much the highest form of perjury that you can commit. Mm-hmm. And they said. And they gave him the, it was basically don't do that again. I know. There was absolutely no. Oh my goodness! <laughs> don't get me started about Clinton. Seriously, if you if you look at all the Democrats in the last since since Kennedy, had there been any really outstanding Democratic presidents? No. No. Obama's not doing good. Clinton, obviously, we know he didn't do good. Carter, Carter. we know he didn't do anything. Uh, LBJ. He, he uh, left after one term, and Vietnam was still going on. Well, I think that that Obama is trying to outpace himself and be this generation's Jimmy Carter, because Carter was the worst president of all time. I mean, his foreign policy was terrible. His domestic policy was terrible. And I honestly think that uh, Barack Obama sees him as an idol. And someone to emulate because if there was a right way and a wrong way, Carter's way was the wrong way, and and Obama's going down that same path. Definitely, definitely agree. Okay, all right, let's get on with the stories here. The first story is my story, and this was the uh, I I think this was Sunday. I saw this story is when it happened. It was like the oh my god, we got to talk about this story. Uh, obviously, if you don't know what happened in Zurich uh, this last weekend, uh, film director Roman Polanski was finally arrested on his way for possible extradition to the U.S. for a connection with a child molestation case from 1977. All right. Can I make a little correction? Okay, go ahead. I don't believe that it's child molestation when you ply them with alcohol, drugs, and sodomize them. In my opinion, that's rape. And the fact that they were only charging him with child molestation was a travesty in itself. But okay. go ahead. Go ahead with yeah, you. Okay. okay. So, okay. He, back in 1977, he had sex with a 13-year-old girl. Um, you know, they, were, they went after him. I don't know if they even arrested him, but he – basically, he fucked up and he ran away to France to hide where France's extradition – Policy. I don't even. Do they have extradition policy, or the, are crimes like this they don't even? No, they can't. They can't extradite um, if the if we push for it. Most con- most countries will extradite as long as the death penalty is not in, involved, which it wasn't. Right. So I I, I really don't see them denying extradition if the U.S. pushes for it. Of course, the U.S. didn't push for it until two thousand. 
2005, I believe it was. It was like an international uh, arrest warrant, I think is the wording they used, put out for him. Yeah, well, here's the deal. In 77, he went to court. He was tried. He uh, he pled guilty. And they said, okay. So he left in order to get, um, you know, he was released on his own recognizance until the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, the, uh, where they do the judgment, you know, um, the, um, sentencing. Yeah. The sentencing phase. Okay. okay. You're welcome. Well, yeah. So he was basically released on his own recognizance until the sentencing, uh, trial. And while he was released, he hauled ass to France and he stayed there. Now in that time, He's, I mean, because he's uh, this famous director and blah, 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 blah. He, you know, he directed movies, you know, uh, he did one with Harrison Ford. He's done, I mean, he's done fairly popular movies that pretty much everybody's heard of. But at the same time, he did it while, all while he was on the run from the, uh, the United States government. I wonder why it took so long for them to actually get off their butts and, and try to get him because he's been moving all around around the EU for years. It's not like he, he's been sitting in his home in, in France. You know, he's been moving around the whole European Union for years. Well, I think that that's part of the reason he's been moving all around because, you know, they're on to him. You know, they, they as well they should. I mean, you, you have to be, you know, tried for this case. You know, you have to be serve your sentence. There's no two ways about that. Um, what, what really irritates me about this story is you have all these, um, artists who are coming up and coming out and in the press and saying that he shouldn't be tried and, and, you know, what's done is done and blah, 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 blah. And, and fucking Whoopi Goldberg goes on the view. Did you see this? No, I did not. She she goes on the, on the view and she's talking about this. She goes, well, it wasn't really rape, rape. Okay. It's a 13-year-old girl that you've given drugs and alcohol to and you've sodomized. How is that not rape, rape, Whoopi? If somebody did that to you, you'd be screaming rape, rape, racist, everything. Mm-hmm. This guy does it and, uh, well, he gets a pass. Why does he get a pass? Because Sharon Tate was his wife? Well, you know, here's the thing, though. She says that stuff, but if, number one, he pled guilty. Number two, he fled the country. Okay. Well, the fact that he fled the country is a crime in itself. Exactly. You know that that's a, that's a totally different crime beyond what he did. So if they do bring him back, they might have a second trial just in case they can't get him on the first first offense. You know, well, charge him for you know the, the the sodomizing the girl, and you know, charge him for you know fleeing the country. Yeah, well, from what I, I've read, that that girl doesn't even want to press charges. Well, she says she's she's either for she wants her. to she she wants to put it behind her, and I can understand it. You know, now this is what forty years later. You know, she she's grown up, she has a family, she doesn't want to put her whole family through this crap of her having to testify to what happened thirty years ago or whatever. Right, and I, and I can understand that. You know. It, it's just that it, it it pisses me off that because he's a famous you know director that he can get away with this and he gets a pass. You know. Yeah, I I think it's utter bullshit. And but that was you know it's funny that was the first thing I thought of was they arrested him. I'm like, great now this girl's gonna have to relive all this shit again after 32 years. It's like, come well, on. Yeah, I and the thing is, like I said. It pisses me off that especially the people that are lining up to say, oh, he's he's a nice guy and he should be left alone and da 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 are the same people that would be jumping up and dying if it happened today. You know, it's like, oh, well, that's in the past. I, I don't think that there is a statute of limitations on rape. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I was thinking that, too. I don't know if there there is at all. I mean, I've never heard of of that, you know, it's like murder, you know, I think that's, this, there is no statute of limitations. Once you commit the crime, no matter how long you're, 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 you know, away from whatever, they can still convict you. And yeah, and they should, 
Yeah. They should. Well, here's the thing, though. We don't even know he's going to be extradited back to the U.S. yet. Uh, yeah, they're still in negotiations, but uh, I think they have 45 days. I think it's like a, there's a clock. There's like 45 days or something like that. I, I'm not sure exactly what it is. The fucking but... if the fucking president can go to Copenhagen to get the Olympics to Chicago, why don't you go to fucking Zurich and pick up? Polanski and bring him back with him. Yeah, throw him on Air Force One with him. What yeah, at least, at least make our, our tax dollars worth a little bit. Yeah, it's not know. that far of a flight. Come on, that's a few what, hundred thousand dollars extra, please. Exactly. I, mean, this is, I hope they they throw the book at this son of a bitch. Because anything, anytime you do something to a child, it's you, you should get the you know full the full punishment of the law. Absolutely. Well, the funny thing is, I was listening to uh, No Agenda from yesterday. John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry, and they were talking about that. It's ironic. Roman Polanski has a film he's trying to sell in the U.S. Oh, well, he's done. He, I mean, he's done that. I mean, you look at the, some of the movies he's done. Uh, now, I'd, I'd have to do some research to see when they were done, but he did Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. He did Rosemary's Baby. He, he's done, you know, big things. I mean, he was, he was a famous director when he married Sharon Tate. Right. And when the Manson family killed her, he just happened to be out of the country. But, you know, and I don't know if they feel sorry for him because of that. Uh, you know, because, I mean, if you think about it, the Sharon Tate was killed in 69. He went on the run in 77. So I really don't say, you know, I don't see where that buys him a pass. No, you can't use one for the other. So I... I but That's no, funny. I mean they're talking about this film, latest film he's he's been editing called The Ghost, and from what I understand is he hasn't found a buyer in the U.S. to get the film, and it's ironic that he's got this film that he's trying to sell in the U.S. and all of a sudden he's arrested on U.S. Yeah. charges. It's it, I mean you know I mean it, it's it could be a hell of a coincidence or it could be something that's planned or. I don't know somehow to sell this film. It could, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, the the Kanye West thing. You know, it, it no press is bad press. Yeah. You know, and I don't agree with that. But be that as it may, that that very well may be the the thing. Is okay. Yeah, go ahead, pick me up. You know, I'll, I'll get everybody singing my praises and get a uh, get a you know uh you know be able to sell my film or whatever. Definitely. I'll tell you one thing. If Roman Polanski ever got the death sentence, I can tell you he wouldn't want a burger that that Ward found online to, as his last meal. Yeah. Apparently, it's called the Super Scooby Burger. It stands – now, because this is a, an audio podcast and you can't see it, I, I want you to, to, to get, get a little ruler. This thing is six inches high, right? Weighs three pounds. And it's 2,700 calories. That's more calories than you should have in an entire day. Now, if you, it, go, to, if you go to AverageJoeShow.com, click on the link to the story. You can look at the picture of this thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, but the, the thing is when you – and if you go about halfway down, the super what, – what makes the Super Scooby? Four quarter pound beef patties, right? So that would be a pound of beef. Twelve onion rings. Eight slices of bacon, eight slices of cheese, six slices of tomato, two sesame seed buns, barbecue sauce, lettuce, and slathered in mayonnaise. 2,700 calories. Huh. I wonder how much that sucker costs, too. Yeah, it doesn't really say. No. I mean, if you think about it. You, you uh, know. Well, yeah, it, it costs $10 and a heart attack. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a free, free trip to the emergency room. Exactly. It, it, it comes with an arterial transplant because your arteries are going to plug up immediately. There's no, I don't think that there's anything else you could put on there that would make it any greasier or any worse for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. If they dipped it in grease like a French dip, that would be the only yeah. thing. Well, yeah. If you put it, well, if you deep fried the whole thing, that would be awesome. Like a Monte Cristo. Bur yeah. Super Scooby Burger, whatever the hell. Oh, <laughs> I look at this picture and this thing is just—it looks disgusting. Yeah, it's not real. And of course, you know, you, you think about it, six inches. You can't eat it like a regular burger. You can't just take a bite out of it. You know, I mean, how do you eat that thing? You have to like start at the top and nibble your way down like a piece of corn or something. I, I guess. I mean, the thing is, even if you'd smash the damn thing, think of how much grease you're going to wring out of it. Oh my god! Oh, that. <laughs> 
You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's basically just a grease rag. I don't know who in their right mind would want to even think about buying a burger like this, let alone eat it. Well, in the story, it says, if your stomach is strong enough to finish the burger, which comes with a side of traditional British chips, and you even get a free Diet Coke to wash it down. (laughs) I think if you're getting a 2,700-calorie freaking hamburger, you don't really care too much about your figure and you need a Diet Coke. Oh, you're right about it. It's like the old joke, you know. I like a large a large meal and a small Diet Coke to go with it. Yeah. I, but you know what's funny is I'm one of those people that buys the Diet Coke because I like the taste of it. Yeah, me too. I'd rather – I mean if if I'd rather have a Diet Mountain Dew or a Diet Pepsi, but if Diet Coke's what they got, I'll drink it. Yeah, I, I prefer that over the regular Coke because it's – you know, to me it's too sweet or the regular Pepsi. It's just it's just way I'm, but you know what? I'm one of those guys that'll get a big big ass burger like a quarter pounder with cheese and have a diet coke with it. Oh yeah, I mean no matter what I get, I mean I'll go in and give me give me six Big Macs, three large fries, and a large diet coke. Yeah, that's the way, and it's got to be large. It's always yeah. got to be large. Oh yeah, you got to compensate. You know, I can't I can't have the calories, but damn it, I want the size. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next story I got here from. Uh, Georgia, actually, it's Cobb County, Georgia. I don't know if that's where Atlanta is or not, but uh, apparently, uh, homeless sex offenders are living in a camp in the woods by an office park out in oh, Marietta, Georgia. Uh, the funny thing is because Georgia's tough sex offender laws give so many restrictions. You know, you can't live near a school um, where children play. You know, stuff like that. Basically, you have to you have to live where there's no children. So a lot of these you know, sex offenders don't have money to, to get nicer places where they, they can live that the law allows them. So basically they're just pitching tents in the woods. Poor babies. Pitching tents. Uh, oh, I didn't and, even mean that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, my thinking is anybody who is a sex offender should be tried and it should be a capital punishment. If you, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying about Polanski. If, if you, if you go messing with kids, you deserve to be killed, you know, and then if, if you implement that law, you would, you know, then you don't got to worry about, well, are they living near kids? Are they living in the proximity of a school or they, whatever? No, they're dead. And that's the way it should be. I mean, anybody that touch you, you touch a kid, you die. That should be what, the, that should be the new mantra of every state in the union. That's if you touch a child, you die. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do, if you sexually assault a child, you die. Yeah. You know, you know, go directly to the electric chair. Do not pass jail. Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah. We're not going to waste money on, on appeals and, you know, feeding you for another 15 years and this, that, and you, 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 you've raped a child. You die. Next. The, the funny thing is if you read this story at AverageJoeShow.com, they're talking to this one guy, and you know he's been living in the woods for uh, a month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half now. Uh, he has to live there because his wife moved into an apartment near a church, and he couldn't live with her anymore. <laughs> I think it's funny that yeah, she said, F you, and I'm going to live somewhere, and if you can't live there, tough shit. First of all, I don't even know why you'd stay married to somebody like that. No, absolutely not. The like I said, I mean, and, and I, I, I feel kind of bad because this show has made me kind of bitter today. Uh, but <laughs> kind of, yeah, I, I'm usually not this bitter, but you know, between the shit with Roman Polanski and, and and they write this story to make you feel, try and make you feel sorry for these jackasses. You know, I, I think that they should dress them all in military uniforms and drop them in Iraq, or no, no, better yet, drop them in Somalia. They're in the middle of a civil war and they're screaming for help. Let's send them all to them. Yeah. You know, you know, if, if you want to rape little kids, here's a whole fucking country. Go at it. You know, nobody, nobody gives any, any, uh, gives any, gives a shit about child molesters, even in prison, you know, and I know in prison, if you, if you molest a child in prison, hold on a second. second. I got, I got to make this claim. I've never been to prison. I've never been a child molester in prison. Just to straighten that out. Well, okay. Well, I have, I have 
first first of all, I haven't been to either, obviously. I mean, I'm going to put that disclaimer because I don't want to be thought of that. But you know and I know you. we hear the stories. Oh, yeah. Child molesters don't make it in prison. Exactly. So I mean, they're not welcomed anywhere. So living in the woods, good. Well, what's that guy? What was that guy's name? Um, the one from Chicago that was uh, – that was killing – he was raping little boys and then put him in his – Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I thought you were talking about – oh, yeah, okay. I think I was thinking John Wayne Gacy, but no. No, it was Dahmer. Okay. And uh, when Dahmer went to prison, you know, they kept him out of general populace and he was going crazy and, you know, like he wasn't freaking crazy enough. And he – you know, they said, okay, well, we'll put you in, you know, in general populace. You know, I don't think you're going to like it. He, he He got the shit kicked out of him the first – day he was in the first day that he was in uh general populace went ended up in the infirmary they fixed him up or whatever and they're like okay you want to go back to solitary nope i want to go back to general populace and uh one of the inmates beat him to death and sodomized him with a mop oh they don't play they don't play games (laughs) but I, i was just trying to make your point for you but yeah, you know, it, it, and I've heard stories from from people I, I've worked with that their fathers were, you know, uh, correction officers in prison like that, and they say they would, you know, they would, you know, accidentally whisper to a prisoner that you know that's a child molester coming in, or and you know maybe their head would be turned the wrong way at just the wrong moment, you know? Yeah. Sometimes that does happen, and oh darn, oh darn. Yeah. You know what? First of all, this I I don't think the story is trying to make them look bad, but I think it's just trying to say, hey, watch out! There's some perverts out in the fucking woods. It doesn't. Well, I don't get the feeling like, oh, boohoo, homeless people or sex offenders are living in the woods. It just, I think it's more of like a keep an eye out when you're out in the woods. Yeah, well, yeah, we we have a little colony of of little, uh, child molesters. We should do this. We should get one of them fucking islands. You know, they're building islands. Let's build a fucking island somewhere. You know, in near the equator, so you don't have to you don't have to heat it up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a group that actually does this that builds islands. Did you ever see this? Yeah, I have seen that actually. Oh uh, yeah, we build an island, and that's where we put them. You know, you forage for whatever you can eat. You know, if you can scam some, you know, coconuts or pineapple or whatever the fuck grows there, have at it. If not, you die. Have a nice life. You committed a crime. That way we don't have to feed them. It's a one-way, you know, we, we, all that's there is a fucking landing strip. You mm-hmm. take them in, you kick them out of the plane, you take off. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, Escape from New York type of thing. Exactly. And, and let them sit – let all these child molesters sit on an island by themselves – they're, you don't have to worry about anything about them being in the proximity of a school or kids or nothing, you know. And they have to learn how to climb trees and eat bananas and shit. Yeah, just make sure they're they're far enough away from any land, you know. Oh yeah, hundreds, hundreds of miles. Yeah, in the middle of fucking nowhere, in the middle of like the Pacific Ocean somewhere. Exactly. You you they can't even see another fucking island. You just bring up this island and you say, okay, uh, and all you have on this island is a landing strip. Mm-hmm. You bring in the plane, drop the plane, or or you just fly, do a flyover. I was thinking, I just throw them out the door. I was thinking the same thing. Here's the parachute. Learn how to use it. Bye. Yeah, you got five minutes. That's yeah. before impact. Yep. How about it? Yeah, I, that's the way it should be. You know, and it doesn't matter if they die. But, they and, die. And here's the thing, though, too. You know, with Megan's law, which I totally agree with, and and. Don't get me wrong. That I don't think for one second that I'm opposed to Megan's law. Right. But, okay, so if a sex offender moves into your neighborhood, according to Megan's law, they have to notify you if you have children that this sex offender has is living in your neighborhood. So now it, it, it's, it, it puts a burden on the community because you have this sex offender living there, you know, that, that's known to have this issue. Uh-huh. You, no, I, I don't. That's the part I don't agree with. Megan's law should be okay. You're deported from the country. You are no longer a U.S. citizen. You know, you're living in hell. Send them to Gitmo. Gee. Obama wants to close Gitmo. Let let them take the 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 damn 
child molesters. Let them loose in Cuba. Let's see how fucking long Fidel likes it. Yeah, here you go, Fidel. You know, you don't. Or want Chavez. To... We'll send him over to Chavez. Oh yeah, well, well, he loves Obama, so that would be a good idea. Exactly. Here, here. You like little boys too, so have at it. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna. Let's... Dude, you got me so fucking bitter tonight. It's ridiculous. I, it's you got to blame Obama, man. It's Obama. Yeah. You know, Obama was. It's funny. Obama is a little ironic, though. Obama was going to uh, Copenhagen to try to get the 2016 Olympics in Chicago. Apparently, uh, in 2014, Cleveland's getting some Olympics. Yeah, the the city of Cleveland was awarded the 2014 Gay Games. You know. It, it's as if Cleveland doesn't have enough problems with their sports teams. They're going to bring in the gay games. <laughs> and, and apparently it was, it was pretty close because they, they beat out Boston and uh, Washington, D.C. Um, and, and in fact, the city of Cleveland pledged $700,000 if the gay games comes to Ohio. Uh, all donations totaling uh, 1.3 million for police logistics, blah 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 blah. So it's uh, basically the gay games held in 2006 pumped 80 million dollars into the Midwest city's uh, regional economy. I like the way they use the word pumped. Um, Jesus Christ! It's it's just one of them things, you know. You're talking about the gay games and and they use words like pumped. Um, you know, like I said, uh, they're desperately trying to see anybody that has any kind of athletic ability. So that's why they're bringing the gay games into Cleveland because the, apparently the Browns don't have any athletic ability whatsoever. Uh, maybe they, they think that these queers will do something. Maybe they could actually, you know, try out for the Browns, I guess. I don't know. But you know what's interesting though? Well, first of all, Ward picked this story, so um, disclaimer: I am not a hetero. I'm not a hetero. I'm not a homosexual. So uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick this out. So this is Ward's. No, story. no, and, and it has nothing to do with gay versus straight. I, no. I have. I have no opinion one way or another. I mean, if, if you you know want to suck a dick, that's on you. That's not on me. I, I just won't do that. But my point was, you know, the fact that Cleveland actually fought for it. You know, the, a couple of weeks ago, we had the G20 here and nobody here wanted the G20 and we didn't have a choice and we got saddled with it. Cleveland said, we'll pay you <laughs> to bring the, the gay games here. And somebody said, all right. <laughs> so it's like, wow, I, I just don't I don't understand, you know. They're thinking, well, you know what, though, apparently looking at the numbers, uh, uh, the money that they make for this. You know, the, you know, they said that the 2006 uh, pumped $80 million into the region's economy. Uh, they expect to make uh, $60 million or more. Now, here's, here's the difference. And, and, and this is pretty interesting contrast to, to the actual uh, regular Olympics that we were – that our president invested $1.2 million for us to lose. And – the the thing is, if you look at it now, and maybe you can explain this to me because I, I don't understand. All right, the gay games get raises eighty two million dollars, or it puts eighty two eighty million dollars into the economy. Okay? okay, on average, on average, the regular Olympics, whenever they were held, you know, here when they were in Lake Placid or you know in Atlanta, they, they lose roughly $12 million mm-hmm. on average. Right. So, and, and, and that's the thing that, that I don't get, you know, as part of the Obama thing is why would you go fight to get something that's going to cost you money? We're, we're in the middle of, of a recession. The, the jobless numbers came out today and, and the, they're higher than expected. And then on top of that, he wants to take another 12 million and pump it into, you know, 
Chicago. Of course, he wants to pump it into Chicago because that's where he's from. Right. And it's Chicago politics type thing. But it's going to – the bottom line is it's going to lose this country money. Why would you fight for that? I don't know. I, like you said – like we said earlier, it's it's an ego thing. I guess. Uh, maybe he, maybe he should he should have went and fought to get the gay games in, in D.C., you know, because he has all them congressmen and stuff that could participate. <laughs> You're right about that. But uh, the thing that was interesting about this story and the reason I picked this story was – the fact that there there is an Olympic you know games for you know homosexuals and I think that's 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 great because you don't hear about these other Olympic type you know um, events going on around the world. Hold on a second. You you think for one minute that the United States Olympics uh, figure skating men's figure skating you don't think that them dudes are all gay? Oh well, yeah, they're all gay. Well, then, exactly. I mean, how do you differentiate? I mean, the, the guys that are too good to make the gay Olympics go on to the, to the straight Olympics? I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing. I, I'm spitballing here. I don't know. I mean, it's just like, you know, are, are, you, are, are they not gay enough to be in the gay games? You know, it's like, yeah, you look like you could suck a dick, but, you know, you, you look really good dressed as a matador in figure skates. So we're going to send you to uh, – Wherever the hell the Olympics are, I'm just going off. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah you know, you, you bring up a good question. The, wh- wh- why do the the gays have to have their own games? I'm assuming that the, the we can make all the jokes of what, what the events can be, you know. But I Olympic mean, buck buck. Yeah, I mean, uh. yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, they might have a pole vault, but it might not be the same kind we're thinking of, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I wow. See, see, the jokes like that were were obvious. But please, please send all email to Corey talk at show dot com. Ward had absolutely nothing to do with that joke whatsoever. Yeah, Corey, you better stop that. <laughs> so, so um, but no, you brought up a good point. I mean, I'm assuming these are. I don't know if this is a winter event or a summer event or. Or what they're what it is. It doesn't say when it's going to be. I don't see anything. But like, say it's like summer events. Say, you know, they're going to have track and field events. Are they? How are they going to be any different than regular Olympic events? I mean, just because all the contestants are gay, I don't understand uh, that. Well, the thing is, I, I, I'm just confused because if does that mean it, you're gay? No, I, I mean if. Somebody is a real fast runner, whether they're gay or straight. Are, are these the guys that are just gay but not good enough to make the Olympic team? So they see it as an out. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm not quite fast enough to pass the Olympic trials, but I'll tell them I suck a dick and I'll go to Cleveland. Well, th- well, that's another thing too. How do you prove you're gay? Do you have to actually have you know anal sex with another man? Or <laughs> you have to bring in videotape or, or is there like some sort of, well, you know how, you know, your, your, your athletes, you have to, you have to give a sperm sample, <laughs> ask your boyfriend, open his mouth, right? Yeah. You have to gargle it in, <laughs> but, but, um, you know, let's how, talk at average Joe show.com. <laughs> the show is getting worse and worse as we go on, yeah. but the, um, you know, like, your uh, your golfers are part of the PGA, so they pay like membership dues and stuff like that. Are there like homosexual athletic committees? You know, where you you're like a card carrying member. I mean, how do you determine who's gay and who's not in these events? I'm not sure, but apparently, you know, I I guess that they're doing it too to uh, be able to to continue to utilize. Um, the the equipment and whatnot, you know, everything that gets bought for the Olympics, you know, or built, you know, they build these huge, massive complexes for the, you know, for the Olympics, and they're going to use them once for all intents and purposes. Right. So maybe they're saying, okay, well, you know, we we have this big Olympic complex, and where was the last one at? And, um, well, Beijing. That's kind of bad. Um, 
but we have this big complex. Yeah, because if you're a queer in Beijing, they kill you. Um, but, you know, we have this big complex that we built for just for the Olympics. You know, what are we going to do with it? And then so you get this company or this, you know, a, a different Olympics that comes in and says, well, look, we'll pay you X amount of money to to use this. And, uh, and it lets them. Uh, apparently there's – now this is, you know – 2014 and this is worldwide because Cologne, Germany is the site of the 2010 games. So apparently it runs just like the Olympics, you know, every four years. Right. You know, so it may, I guess it's just in the off years. Well, well, you got to remember the Olympics run every two years now because you have the summer Olympics. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, well, the summer Olympics is every is every four years, and the winter winter Olympics is every four years, but they're staggered so that it's every two years. Right. Uh, I see what you're saying. You're right. I mean, there's Olympics every two years, but I mean, it's a good idea, I guess, like you said, to use these you know these coliseums and whatever that are have been built specifically for an Olympic, but. <laughs> Cleveland's never had an Olympics. I could see if they had said okay, L.A. Well, or well, they're going to use Cleveland Stadium. Yeah, well, it's not used for anything else right now. Exactly. There's not a. It's not like they have a football team or anything. Apparently not. You know, here's a here's a track. We're just going to put a, a a track around the outside of the football stadium and. Well, uh, it's, I don't know. Well, assuming they do a summer Olympics, and football's you know a fall and winter sport, I don't know what the stadium's used for in the in the in the summertime. I don't. They don't play baseball there. That I yeah. Know. And once again, it, the the thing isn't actually showing what the what kind of, you know, what these games entail, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't appear to have it, which is odd that it doesn't have the pageantry of the, uh, <laughs> more ways than one. Yeah. It doesn't have the pageantry of the Olympics, you know, uh, maybe they can get, you know, somebody famous from Cleveland to go and light the Olympic or the gay Olympic torch. But I don't think there's anyone famous from Cleveland other than Drew Carey, and he's got a job. So um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I still love the line that it said that the gay games pumped $80 million into the Midwest economy. And you know the person that wrote that put, put that in there for that reason. I hope so. I, I honestly hope that they didn't do that accidentally because that, that would be such a shame. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously – I don't know how long this has been going on, the gay Olympics, but this is the first time I've heard of it. Yeah, and it looks like it's been going on for quite some time. Okay, okay. You know what? Two guys have been sitting here for way too long talking about gay Olympics. We need to, we need to change the subject now. Let's we, talk about boobs. Boobs. This story was submitted by, by Tyler, actually. Uh, it's interesting. Apparently, there's a link, too. You go to AverageJoshua.com that, that alphabetizes 130 different – 138 – Different slang names for for the word breasts, which I could probably think of like fifty right off the top of my head, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about bre- breast cancer awareness, which we've all seen the pink ribbons out there, and you know. Well, you know what's funny about that is I, I just read a thing that this week in the NFL is they're going to do uh, breast cancer awareness. And they they are designating one player from every team to wear pink shoes. Well, I think that I think October is breast breast cancer awareness month. I think that's why all this is coming up now too. Uh, that, that's possible. But like I said, I, I was just reading that uh, the Willie Parker from the Steelers was designated by the NFL to wear the pink shoes. You know what? No big deal. I'd say who cares? No, I, I think it's cool. I, I honestly do. I, I have friends of mine who have had breast cancer and, and they beat it. Thank God. Um, there's nothing really funny about breast cancer. Uh, I think no, it's no. funny that there's uh, 138 different slang names for them. But <laughs> – and I'm sitting here reading some of them and, and I can really tell you that I've actually never heard of these. You know, whim whams. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, muffins. Kawangas and Dingle Bobbers. I've never heard of any of those. I don't like when Dingle Bobbers. That's kind of a yeah. That's yeah. I could think of all kinds of bad things about that, but it, I I do think that it, that that uh, that it's cool that this is finally getting getting traction. Um, like I said, I I have 
uh, a couple friends that, that did beat breast cancer and I am 100% behind anything that that'll further research for breast cancer. The the funny thing is though that the the, the guy made had an obvious question which I never thought of. Why haven't men been involved in the fight against breast cancer from the beginning? You know? It's always a woman thing. And I don't mean it in a perverted way cuz you know, that makes sense. Men are obsessed with breasts. How come Well, not, the other thing is too, men are pigs. Um <laughs> No, uh, I I think that they it, it's one of them. It's like the plight, you know, because men don't have that problem. Um, so they okay, you're wrong about that. Believe it or not, the guy who played Shaft in the movies from the '70s, Richard Roundtree, actually had breast cancer. Then he was abroad. You can't. I mean, we all have breasts. I mean, you're you know, there are still breasts up there. I mean, they're not the same shape and. You know, sizes of woman's because if they were no, but you don't have the gland, the mammary gland. Well, that's true, but let's see. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, what, he what actually dictates it to be a breast other than a mammary gland? I mean, he may have had a know, rare form pe- of breast cancer and underwent a double mastectomy and chemotherapy. So apparently, Richard Roundtree. Richard Roundtree. Huh. I mean, I've heard this for years, though. I mean, I'm looking up on Wikipedia right now. I'd like to know what kind of breast cancer it is. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to find it now. But yeah, he, he actually has had it. It says breast cancer is about 100 times as frequent among women as among men. But the huh. survival rate is so apparently men can get it too. Wow. So I mean, you don't hear about that. But you know, all the things you see on TV is women. You know, Make sure you check for lumps on a weekly basis, etc., etc. And I do my part for that. <laughs> Well, you are the biggest boob I know. <laughs> oh, come on. That was bad. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of things last week about breast, can- breast cancer, breast cancer awareness. So it must be, this must be the month for it. I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, no, I, and like I said, it, it, I give money to breast cancer awareness. Uh, and they're, in fact, uh, where I work, they do a thing with the United Way, and excuse me, in the United Way thing, you can pick where your uh, contribution goes to, and really, honestly, that's where I send all my money to. It's actually a good thing to fight because, you know, you hear about these women that get you know mastectomies and double mastectomies, and their breasts have been removed, and that just it's tough for a lot of women to handle that. You know, it's not cancer is not something you can take lightly anyway. No, not at all. I mean, I, I, you know, we joke about boobs and shit like that, but it, it's, it comes down to it's cancer. Yeah, exactly. And you don't wish that on your worst enemy. No. Okay. I was hoping you wouldn't say anything like Obama or something like that. I was. Uh, no, nah, come on. That's <laughs> that's not nice. I'd, well, never, I'd never say anything that was not nice. Oh, you're so foolish. Especially about our beloved leader. I want to start singing songs to him. <laughs> oh my, kumbaya, Obama. Well, what was the, I mean, there was just a thing where they did that, where they had kids uh, singing songs for the leader. It, oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's, it's it, it harkens to the, uh, the Hitler youth, you know, nothing for nothing, just saying. But they, they, and that's another thing that the that the press doesn't pick up on. Did I tell you my theory on that? No. What's that? When Hitler took over Nazi Germany, the first thing he did was took over the auto industry. The second thing he took over was the banking system. The third thing was health care. And he created the Hitler Youth. Mm-hmm. Sound like – does it sound familiar? At all, it does sound familiar, and and that's the thing, you know. They they keep saying, you know, Nancy Pelosi was talking about, you know, all the the Republican brown shirts and whatnot, basically calling them Nazis. If she would have done her homework, she would have realized that the Nazi Party was the Socialist Party in Germany. But apparently, she doesn't keep up with that. Well, she doesn't even know what's going on in your home backyard. 
Exactly. But I digress. Of course you digress. Well, that about wraps up this week's show since we've gone from politics to rape to burgers to sex, sexual offenders to gay Olympics to breasts back to Obama. Exactly. Gotta love full circle. It goes full circle. So I want to thank my, my, my co-host here, Mr. Ward Miller, for joining us this week. And throw some links out there where we can find you online. Uh, you can always find me at iboughtamac.com. Uh, Brent Spore from I Bought a Mac is gracious enough to host my, uh, my show. Uh, you can also find me at um, maxinlife.blip.tv. Uh, Max uh, and you can also find some of the old stuff I did on restaurantfoodfast.com. Of course, you can always check those out. Great shows there. You know, if you like Max and you like to see Ward do his silly thing with his friend Chuck. And you like to eat. And you like to eat. You, just, you know, there's, <laughs> just don't eat when you're on your Mac because you don't want to get it all dirty and greasy. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, and, and I want to, to pimp another thing too. For anybody that listens that's in Pittsburgh, um, next weekend – October 10th and 11th is PodCamp Pittsburgh. Uh, it is the annual unconference where uh, bloggers and video guys and you know basically anybody involved in or in, interested in new media or social media they get together for a couple days and talk about how they do stuff and why they do stuff and what they find works best and don't work and etc. So uh, in fact, I'm teaching a class there. So it'll be uh, it'll be really cool if you if you're listening and uh, you make it down there, make a point to come up and see and talk to me. Uh, on the first day at three o'clock, I'm doing a uh, how to video podcasting 101. Oh, that's definitely good. Video podcasting is not as easy as people think it is. Yeah, there's a lot that 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 there is to it, and it's it's not as hard. I, I don't want to scare anybody off. It's not that hard. It's the hard part is getting, you know, getting your idea initially, you know, uh, and, and what I tell anybody that I talk to about it is if you're going to do it, do it about something you love. Don't do it about something, you know, you're into this week, you know, because there's a million people out there that have been doing this stuff for a long time. And, um, that's why when, when I start doing the Mac one, I mean, I wasn't going to try and compete with Leo Laporte because I can't. I mean, he's got advertising. He's got, you know, uh, millions of dollars in equipment, and I don't. So part of it was how do, I, how do I do the thing that I like to do, and how do I do it and still be able to eat so I, I've kind of figured that out. So I, I'm going to share that kind of information with everybody that shows up. Definitely. If you're down there in the uh, lovely Pittsburgh area, go check out Ward. 3 o'clock uh, Saturday the 10th. He'll be over there. Check him out. I mean, video po- – you know, it's funny. It's just like audio podcasting. It's not as easy as you think it is. I mean, it's not difficult either. Don't – like you said, don't get it wrong. But, you know, you're like, oh, it's, it's very easy. Once you start getting into it, you're like, this isn't as easy as I thought. Exactly. Uh, th- there's caveats and gotchas and, and you start doing it and go, okay, well, oh, this is easy. And then you're trying to edit something. You go, why did I do it like that? Exactly. You know? And, and uh, I learned a lot of stuff with our first show with Restaurant Food Fast and moving towards uh, Max and Life. I already had a lot of that, you know, editing stuff in my head. So I knew what I wanted, you know, you know, because with Restaurant Food Fast, we had multiple cameras. In, in fact, at one point during that show, we were shooting with three different cameras. So we had three different angles that I had to try and edit stuff in. And it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the, what I'm doing now with Max and Life is the, the editing so much tighter just because I've had a chance to, to figure stuff out and read stuff and whatnot. Well, that's what it is. You know, that's what a podcast is. It's trial and error. You you learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. I mean, there's nobody out there. I mean, and you, even the pros. Leo Laporte's been in radio for uh, years and years and years. And right. even Leo has to, 
you know, he had to learn basically all over again how to do it himself. Yeah. So, I mean, and everybody that's out there, if you have a, a, a microphone and a, and a laptop or a computer, make a podcast. Talk about whatever you want. Talk about, you know, whatever is your passion. And you'll find that as you go on, you'll get better at editing it. You'll get better at, you know, presenting it. You'll get better at, you know, everything. And it's cool, especially with uh, video, because I can go back to my early video stuff that we did and go, wow, was that bad? Look at the lighting. How, how the hell did we do that with that lighting? You know, and then you see how far you've come and it's cool to gauge, you know, how far you've come along. And, you know, you start, you know, when you first start, it's, you know, especially an audio podcast, you talk for a little bit and you go, okay, I'm done. And you put a, a track at the beginning that plays your intro music, a track at the end that plays your outro music and you're done. Whereas, and then as you get into it, you put in stingers and, yeah. you know, diff- sound effects and crazy shit. And that's when it gets fun. But you know what? There's the one thing in podcasting is do it because you enjoy it. You know? Oh, absolutely. Podcast. Don't, don't. Yeah. Don't podcast for money. If you podcast for money, you might as well just call it a day now. Yeah. Cause you're not going to make money. There, no. I mean, unless you're at the level of Leo Laporte, because all these companies that do this, you know, that advertise, do it based on the old school numbers. You know, it's, it's, it's basically how many millions of people do you touch? And, where Leo Laporte can go in and say, okay, my podcast is downloaded a hundred thousand times a month. He can demand and say, okay, this is the kind of money I want. You're going to start off and they're going to say, how many hits do you got? Well, I got about, uh, well, on my show, I have 300. They would giggle at me. So I, I don't do it for the money. I do it for the, you know, the good time. I enjoy it. Uh Uh-huh. That's all it is. Just do it for the good times. Um, if you want to have good times, you want to be on the show with us here, uh, you want to be a guest host, go to averagejoshow.com slash guest. Information on that there. We got s- slots open. Friday nights we do the show either 7 o'clock or 9 o'clock Eastern time. We can adjust for people because uh, that's just the way we work. That's the way we roll, you know. War doesn't work on Friday nights. Or war doesn't work on Fridays. And after 6 o'clock on Friday nights, I'm home. And, you know, we can pretty much adjust if we have to. So, don't think you're you're stuck to those hours. So make sure you go to averagejoshow.com slash guests for details on how to join us. And uh, unfortunately, Tyler couldn't make it tonight. I guess he's still stuck in traffic there. I don't see any emails from him. So make sure you check out Tyler's personal website. It's tdhurst. That's T-D-H-U-R-S-T dot com for his personal blog. He does uh, – what does he do? I can't remember now. But He's a uh, – it does uh, social media. He's he goes That's, around and explains to companies why they need to get involved in social media. Yeah, yeah he's got a sweet gig. Oh, that's a job I'd love to have. I, 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 every time we talk, I tease him about it. So yeah, make sure you go to his website, tdhurst.com. and of course here, averagejoshow.com. You can shoot us emails, talk at averagejoshow.com if you want to complain about any of the comments Ward made tonight. That's talk at averagejoshow.com. Yeah, I know. Ward, Ward was relatively good tonight. Uh, Ward was I, pretty good. I, I think I think Corey was the offensive one tonight, which is not normal, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But we have fun. We have fun on this show. So, you know, it's talk at AverageJoshow.com. And, of course, the website, AverageJoshow.com, you leave comments there. You get you can listen to the shows right there. You can get the, the buttons for, you know, get on your Zoom or your iPod or whatever other – you know, RSS feeder you use. And of course we have a donate button there. We've got all the links on how to be a guest host, our schedules of who's coming up on the show. Uh, I think next week we have Chris from, uh, Chris and Phil present. So, uh, we're gonna have to get the show moving pretty fast. Cause he's over in England. And he's five hours ahead of us <laughs> and it'll be you know, about it'll be midnight when we record with him. Yeah. Uh, and that's what killed us the last time because we recorded late and he was going to wait up until 2 AM our time to talk to us. And, and he apparently- did, and yeah, he, he did. In Skype, we couldn't find him on Skype. Oh, it was just we couldn't see him on Skype. But I felt bad too because he stayed up that late. Yeah. So th- we're gonna yeah. This time we're doing an early recording, and I love to get Chris on the show. I love their podcast. Uh, 
uh, <clears throat> enough babbling on tonight. So, you know, just want to thank everybody for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us. And until next week, have a good one. Thank you.